Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. Well, welcome back to Young and Adulting. We are so excited to be with you today because every Thursday at 7.30 a.m. during the summer, we are dropping some fresh and relevant content for you around things that you want to talk about. And so you've sent in your thoughts specifically around what you wanted to talk about this summer. And that was, of course, relationships. We all want to get better at them. We all want to grow in this area. And so we've lined up some amazing leaders, communicators, followers of Jesus to bring us some wisdom around relationships. And I'm especially excited for today's conversation because we've brought back Pastor Don Bray and his amazing wife, Joy (laughs) Bray. So so glad to have you guys here together this time. Thanks great to, be great to be here. Great. I'm so glad. Pastor Don, you actually joined us back in season one for one of my favorite episodes on young and adulting. It was called Simply Say Yes. And if you haven't got the chance to listen to it, go back because Pastor Don, you are a storyteller. And I believe, Joy, you probably are too. You have some just amazing stories of your obedience and faithfulness walking with the Lord together over so many years, serving as missionaries, serving as pastors in the local church and also together married in this beautiful thing we call life. And so I'm excited to spend a little bit of time there because we're talking about relationships all summer. But one thing specifically we wanted to press into and really just glean your wisdom from is on this topic of marriage. And I think so many young adults— just have questions around marriage. And and really, I think one of the biggest questions that a lot of us are asking these days is why does marriage even matter? There are so many young adults that are deciding not to get married now or or saying that, you know, marriage just isn't for them or or marriage seems miserable or difficult or too hard or just unattractive. And and we know marriage is sacred, right? We know marriage is a gift. And so is singleness. Singleness is a gift too. And so I think God has called us to, to either. Um, but I do think that this is going to be a special time for us to just kind of hear how God has blessed this unity, this marriage, and and really help our young adults catch a glimpse that marriage really does matter, and it's really sacred, and it's really beautiful, and you guys are kind of experts because you have been married for a minute, okay? And I would love for you to tell our young adults just how long you've been married, and tell us the story of when you first met. Joy. Okay, so we have been (laughs) married for—it will be 58 years next month. 58. 58. Yes. That will be 21,142 days of marriage. Oh, awesome. My. We made it. Wow. We're still saying yes. That That's amazing. 21,000. What was it? 142 days. But who's counting? Yes. Who's counting? Who's counting? <laughs> We're celebrating, actually. Yeah. That, that's amazing. And, and, and I'd love to know just when, when you first met. Well. 58 years ago. Tell you the story no. of longer, longer. Yes, when we first met, um, I was home from college, and it was spring break, and I was out on a date with some guy from a local college where he Don also attended, and we stopped at 
the men's dorm to get pick up something. And we were in the back seat. There was another couple in the front seat. And while we were waiting there, this guy walked up to the car, stuck his head in the window and said, hi, I'm Don Bray. I wanted to introduce myself. And I thought, why am I stuck in this place with this guy instead of him? Because <laughs> oh, he was my. so, he was such a cool dude. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I love him. But anyway, that's the, that was when we first met. Wait, so you're telling me you were on a date with another yes, guy. Yes. But you're totally in yes. to Pastor Don. Yes. I Amazing. was like, oh, ditch this guy in a minute. <laughs> but uh, So the background to that is I'm from Chicago, and one of my buddies from the church in Chicago attended the same college Joy did. He came home from vacation on vacation one day and said, I met this really great girl at, at Houghton, and he said, but I can't get anywhere with her. And I said, what's her name? He said, it's Joy Failing. This is Joy Failing right here. There she is. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to meet her. Oh, so your friend was telling you about how much you, he, he liked this girl, but you came in hot and you just swooped her up. Is that it? <laughs> Something like well, that. Well, and then our first date. But, so a few weeks after this, my buddy came and said, I've got uh, tickets to the Billy Graham Crusade in Chicago. The, the last day, it's in Soldier's Field. It's a really big deal. Over 100,000 people will be there. Wow. Get a girl and, come and we'll, we'll double date and go to it. Well, I knew it would be a long day because we live in Indiana, and there wasn't anybody in the summer in summer school that I was interested in. So I called Joy Failing up. I love it. <laughs> asked if now we all we've had is that one minute where I said hi, and I had told her what we were and asked her if she'd go with me, and she said yes. So wow. I picked her up at six o'clock in the morning, and she comes out in this little black dress. <laughs> And high heels, and it was like, oh my! It was a word. long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. I love it. It was June seventeenth, nineteen sixty-two. That was your first date. Yes. That was our first date. We yes. drove to Ohio, picked up his girlfriend, then drove to Chicago, and then reversed the process. So I picked her up at six in the morning and dropped her off at midnight. And this wow. couple was engaged, and so they were really into each other. So Joy and I were stuck in the back seat for 18 hours having to make up conversation. Oh when people goodness. ask us about our first date, I always say, yes, it lasted 18 hours. <laughs> Longest first date Longest ever. Longest first date ever. And you can find out a whole lot. And we did. I'm sure. Yeah. It so was great. It, it was life-changing for me. Yeah. And by the way, that was 21,933 days ago. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we just celebrated last year. This past June 17th, our 60 years of knowing each other from our first date. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. I love that dates matter to you guys. And Oh, they do. They do. That's a big deal because those are like memorials, mm -hmm. right? Your mm -hmm. first. I love that you guys went from one minute of knowing each other to one 18-hour long yes. date <laughs> to one lifetime together. It's like really, really beautiful. Just because of the way I'm wired to what I thought God was saying to me is after my second date, I told one of the guys in the dorm where I was staying that I was going to marry her. But he didn't tell me. After your second date, you knew yeah. it. Well, she was still dating this other guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh... It was, but I'd been praying about the kind of person I wanted to spend my life with. Mm. Me too. And I'd never met anybody mm that met that 
met the kinds of the picture that I had in my mind where there was physical chemistry, you know, personality chemistry, but there was also spiritual chemistry. And she was so much smarter than me. That's why I had, I, I asked her quickly to marry me because I didn't want her to really know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I love that. So I can remember talking to some of the young adults at CF years ago and telling the guys that the, the women mature much quicker than they do. So find the smartest, strongest, most intimidating girl here and ask her out. I love it. And that's what you did. And that's what I did. <laughs> I think what you said is really important. And I actually wanted, I want to throw a curveball your way, Pastor Don. You said that you knew that she was the one that you that you were going to marry. And I think a lot of young adults are waiting for a moment like that. And and I would just love to know, like, how did how did you know? How did you know that you knew that you knew? I didn't know that I knew that I knew. I just knew that I wanted to know that I knew that I knew. <laughs> and, what, and what was so, she was so intriguing to me. And um, that I knew that she had all the qualities that I was looking for and had never found. Mm. And that's what just drew my heart in to, to, to her. I mean, there's more to our story. Right. But um, it was also God's favor in my life. And as he said, we'd been praying. Both of us had been praying yeah. about that. And I think that's so important. I love that. Uh, because then God can do things and rearrange places and people to make it happen. I love that. What does a prayer like that look like? You said you've both been praying for the person God has for you. Like, if a young adult is is looking and waiting for that person, how would you encourage them to pray? Well, first of all, I'd encourage them to pray after God's heart, because mm -hmm. um, what I know is when you're if if you're chasing after God, then the people that are also chasing after God. You'll recognize that mm -hmm. when, when you meet them. And, mm -hmm. I mean, Joy was gorgeous. And um, and he was hot. <laughs> but, what, but what I knew is those things change. Mm -hmm. what, but it's the, the level of integrity, the level of uh, intelligence. So she was thinking. She was... Uh, and... The, the things that matter, the things that last a lifetime, the things that you build relationships on, that's what I was looking for. And they, But they were all centered on having a relationship with God. I would say amen to all that, but I would also say um, I was looking for a strong person. Mm. I wanted, I didn't want to be the leader. I wanted someone who would be, we could be partners together and uh, feel that strength together. And he was enthusiastic, and and he was a leader, and that drew me to him as well as his personality and his love and passion for God. I love that. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Well, some people got to hear some of your stories. If they listened to your first your first episode, simply say yes. They they know that you guys lived overseas as missionaries for a long time. Where where were you? I know you're in Papua New Guinea. We're in the interior of Papua New Guinea. If for people that know, we lived in the Southern Highlands that had just been opened up to the outside. Wow! And how long were you guys over there? 
We were there uh, for four years in the interior. And then our second, we came home for a year to raise funds. And then we went back. And uh, for four more years, we were in a town of about 10,000 people, which was in the Central Highlands. And we wow. were uh, hostile parents to missionary children that came to go to school in town while their parents were out in the boonies, in the wow. jungle. But we were also planning a church at the same time. Yes. And some other things. Yes. So you're like parenting a bunch of kids. Uh-huh. Planning had a church. Had a baby. Had another had baby. A baby uh-huh. had, had multiple kids of your own. Yes. Planning a church. Being a missionary in a country that you were not raised in. Yes. Just doing the missionary thing. Kind of like some hard situation. It could be a really difficult situation. I'm sure it had its difficulties. And and married. How how long were you married at this point? Was this earlier on in your marriage? We'd been married just over three years when we left. So and just, we had an 18-month-old baby wow. when we left. And I was pregnant. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and she, we had to walk into where we were going to live. Wow. I was 26 years old. So just before we left, though, I've got a great story. Yeah. I knew that we were going to really difficult physical living. Yeah. And uh, we grew up with very in families of modest income. But I decided on our third wedding anniversary that we would do something really cool. So we're in downtown Chicago, and one of the big hotels had a theater, had a restaurant in the round that Revolving. Revolving restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I made reservations there, and we dress all up, and we drive downtown. There's a parking garage in the lower part. We, so we find a place to park, and the elevator is right there. It never occurred to me to think of what kind of elevator it would be. I just saw it was an elevator. So we <laughs> okay. get in the elevator, and we go up to the top floor, and we walk out all dressed up in the middle of the kitchen. <laughs> No. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's like a service elevator? Yes. Yes. And we looked around, and I thought, we just put our heads up in the air, and we marched right through like we belong there, and we finally walked around to the front, and the maitre d' looks at us and said, you must be the brace. Oh, no. That is awesome. It's a fun memory. So that's how sophisticated we were. Yeah, fancy, fancy. (laughs) So that was just before you guys yeah, headed over as yeah, missionaries in Papua New Guinea. And and you guys, early on in your marriage, a lot of tough living situations, tough season you were about to head into. And and I would just love to hear um, any of your favorite stories or memories from your time being married, overseas, missionaries, children, planning a church, crazy season. So we arrived in October, and the following May was Joy's birthday. She was turning 27, and it was the weekend of Mother's Day. And of course, I mean, there were, we couldn't go out and buy stuff. So several weeks in advance, which for the procrastinator that I was back then was a big deal, I began to make her a rocking chair to care for our new baby. Mm-hmm. Now, we have no plans, no access. You know, there was no Google to, to look up. Right. So I handcrafted this rocking chair and spent, I mean, weeks at night. We'd do work through the day, have supper, and I would go out to the shed and work on this. And I've got it done the night before Mother's Day her, and her birthday. Wow. So I take it in the living room, and we were sharing a house with another couple. Took it in the living room, covered it with a blanket, and the next day we had the birthday celebration, and I said, here's my gift to you. And I pulled 
the blanket off the chair. Now, the only problem is I never sat in that chair. Oh, no. And so when Joyce sat in it, the way I put the rocks, the, the rockers, it moved immediately, pitched forward. She doubled over basically her chins in her lap. <laughs> oh, no. But, but here's the, the thing that was really significant to me. She knew the heart behind this really crazy gift. <laughs> she never laughed. She never, all she did was thank me for this beautiful gift that I mm. provided for her. Wow. And that was, that's why it's such a tender, mo- tender memory for us. Because she knew I'd done my best, which was pretty inadequate. <laughs> we laughed later, but not then. <laughs> and so part of marriage is not only loving people's strengths, but accepting their weaknesses and treating them with mm. trust and respect. Mm. And she, that was just one picture of how our relationship in the early stages, even though, had that trust and respect in it. It's beautiful. And just his his act of doing that was such an act of love. I knew that he was out there working on some project, but I didn't know what. And uh, so it was it was pretty incredible. We quickly moved that chair to a storage area. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sweet, Joy. I'd love to hear one of your favorite stories. So um, my story is right after we came back from Papua New Guinea. We were there for eight years, with one year in between for for a um, for just a what do you call it furlough. And um, one night. Don had just been gone on a trip to Chicago again, and he was speaking, and he brought me this beautiful wrapped gift. And we were very poor when we came back. I mean, we had nothing. We just, you know, poor missionaries, and God provided and all that. But um, I was like, wow, what did you get me? And so I, we were in, I remember we were, he waited until we were alone, and I opened this gift, and it was this gorgeous silk full-length nightgown that was, it was light blue, I remember, and it was just the most gorgeous thing I'd ever seen. And I was like, honey, we can't afford this. You know, what in the world did you do? How did you? And he said, he looked at me and he said, sometimes my love for you has to have an extravagant expression. Wow. And that was the end of that. I was like, okay. (laughs) A few years later, um, he told me he'd never had a surprise birthday party before, and he turned 40. So I planned this surprise party for him, and I didn't know if I could pull it off because I'd never been able to surprise him for anything. <laughs> and uh, I invited 50 people and I because I thought about half would come that fit in our living room, and, and all 50 came. But anyway, <laughs> I asked him to bring a pie and a poem, and um, they did. And so uh, he was off shopping with his father, and when he got to our house, he said, what are all these cars doing around here. Somebody must be having a party. It never occurred to him that it might be for him. So he was truly, truly surprised. And when I looked at that kitchen table full of pies, I thought, sometimes uh, my love for you needs an extravagant expression. (laughs) Wow. That's so beautiful. So anyway. I love that. I love that you guys, you know, you said you were 
you were poor. You had yeah. no money. No and money. I'm, sh- I'm sure there's some young adults that can relate <laughs> feeling yes. poor and have no money and are are in a relationship or are early on in their marriage and 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 feel like they want to have this extravagant illustration of their love for each other. And I love that you guys have found creative ways to go about it, whether it's a rocking chair built by your hand or or a sacrificial gift. You know, I think that's such a learning lesson for all of us because it doesn't always have to be this extravagant expression because you also shared some stories that maybe weren't as extravagant, but were very much deep love for each other. So mm-hmm. when we were living in the bush um, with two little kids, there was, we, you know, date night was not a thing. <laughs> and, but we would go into town and we'd buy a, a crate of locally made soda. Love it. And bring it out. And on Sunday night, after the children were in bed, on our wood stove, we'd pop some popcorn and we'd take a, a bottle and split it in half. So we both got six ounces of soda and we ate popcorn and soda. And that was our date for the week. <laughs> wow. I love that. But it was cool. Yeah. We That's- lit a candle. Oh, I love that so much. (laughs) Hey, this conversation has been so great, but I'm so glad because there is so much more you need to hear from Pastor Don and Joy Bray. So stick around for part two of this episode coming out next. It's going to be great. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.